afraid of how much they love me. Hello, and welcome to Room 356, a podcast about movies and shows, you know, anything in the media world that we want to talk about, really. (laughs) You'll find it here. So first and foremost, we get into the news, um, things that are happening, things in, I don't know. Things that are happening, like, right now to us. It might be coming out later, but... yeah. Having a having a bit of a delay right now in terms but of pushing we're getting it together. Out. We're gonna get it. We're getting it together. We're getting it together. All right. So um, first news, first bit of news is um, tragic. Naya Rivera, who you might know from Glee, she played Santana on Glee. She went missing one day, boating with her son, and her body was found. So. This was tragic to hear. Very sad news. Any thoughts, Stephanie? Um, I mean, I never watched Glee, so I wasn't like I didn't really know who she was. But it, like, I wa- I clicked on the video because I knew you watched it, and I just wanted to know more about it. Um, and then when I heard about what happened, it it's something that you can't like look away from. Like it was like this was back before they even found the body. Just. Like, how did she, like, I think, like, one of the questions in my mind was, like, how did she go missing? And and now that we have found out, like, a little bit of what, if, what could have happened, like, her saving her son and drowning in the process, it's really rough, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just really sad news. I don't know. My heart goes out to her family, her child mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that he has the support that he needs. Yeah, because, I don't know, it's been a rough time all around, and so this is a very tough thing for, you know, a lot of people, so. All right, but moving on to a bit lighter news, more fun news, Lucifer, season five, the new trailer came out. (laughs) I watched that immediately. I saw that. Oh, my God. Okay. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Okay, I was and still am. Okay, the biggest, like, Lucifer stan, like, (laughs) he's my celebrity crush. Don't you you love Tom Ellis, right? I know, like, I don't have, like, I don't really like celebrities because, like, I don't know, it's just, but he's just, like, I don't know, he's not even, like, that handsome, but he's just my celebrity crush. Whoa, 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 future Alana here. Stephanie wanted me to clarify for her that she did not mean at all that Tom Ellis wasn't handsome. In fact, Stephanie said, and I quote, he's a hottie. This was important information that had to be shared before we continued. Yeah, so this show, just, I love the show so much. But I think one of the things about me is, like, I start something, and then, like, if I see a preview that something horrible is going to happen, I can't get myself to, like, watch it, you know? And I kind of distance myself to be able to, like, prepare myself to watch it. And I still haven't finished the fourth season, but... I think I'll do it. Oh, I think I'm gonna do okay. it. So, so you haven't the seen the new one. trailer? No, I haven't because oh. I haven't finished the other one. Ooh. I wanted. Ooh. <sighs> I am. Um, I don't know this new. I, since I can't, I'm not gonna talk about. What okay, happened, okay, you don't have to. There, you don't have to tell me, but I just want to like new character. I just want to know your reaction about like, like I like our Chloe it's one of and those things. him not together yet, like. It's complicated. I can't tell you. (laughs) Like, literally, this trailer kind of frustrated me because literally, like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. But basically, I don't know. When you get the chance, watch Lucifer season five trailer if you're a fan of that. If you haven't watched Lucifer, go ahead and watch Lucifer. (laughs) It's a fun show. Um, It really is. It's good. It's good. It has, like... In my opinion, it has everything you need. Like, it has comedy in it, but it also has this, like, element of mystery. And, like, you just, I guess, see the devil in a different way. (laughs) That sounds suspicious. (laughs) Dude, it was hella suspicious. When I told my mom about it, um, she was like, you're watching a show about the devil? And I was like, it's not like that. Oh, my God, my mom, too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) she was like, Satan? Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But like, no, the show is, um, it has a lot more heart than just that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it in a while. I should watch it again. 
just to recap, just to refresh my mind on what made me like it. But I remember it's just, you know, fun detective work, all that mm-hmm, yeah. snazzy, jazzy, good stuff. My one comment about it is, like, Chloe is, like, so serious. Like, she's, like... You gotta have a, what's the word, a foil. Does yeah, she, does she yeah. count as a foil? I guess she does. I guess she does, because he's, but, like, you know... Because he's really, like, vibrant and stuff like that. But she's, like, I feel like sometimes she's, like, a little too much. You know, sometimes when, you know, when he says something that's true and she's, like, I don't know. It's, like, come on. (laughs) Piece it together. (laughs) But I'm excited for that. Also on Netflix, it just came out. um, If you're Hispanic, you will have probably heard of Walter Mercado. And he's, he's this clairvoyant or, like, kind of, like, astrologer i don't know but he would basically like go on um like hispanic tv and even it i didn't even know this but he was like really known in like all of the americas like canada the united states like this dude really like he went above and beyond (laughs) and he would tell people like their horoscope and he would just say it in such a captivating way that it i mean it captivated everybody's like attention he had like whole hour-long shows of him like telling like people what their day was going to be like based off their sign or whatever and I never really thought much about him I remember when I was little if you look up a picture of him he's very like androgynous because when I was little I remember thinking like is he a boy or a girl because obviously he has this like masculine name and kind of masculine like um, figure but his face is very like feminine and his hair is like it's also kind of like it's either like really masculine I don't know um but he's just like this character and looking back at the video and seeing like, I mean at the documentary and seeing what other people had to think of him it's so interesting to see how you grew up with somebody who you just thought of them in this like 15 minute segments that showed up at tv on tv um and to see how much more he went through and how much more he did to impact people's lives is kind of crazy to watch because he had like fo- like he said he had like 500 followers in like Colombia and like 300 in Brazil like this dude was like they thought he was like when he was little they thought he could like make miracles happen and stuff like that cuz he had Bro. like the touch or something it's crazy so this is a documentary on Netflix yeah it's called sorry mucho mucho amor the legend of walter mercado cool but yeah i've seen him before i don't think i've ever really like known him but i i've seen i'm he looks familiar so i've seen him somewhere before that's interesting i want i want to get a reading i want to (laughs) know my horoscope my day my life like it was he's super famous but yeah and then in some even better news (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she got caught <laughs> Giselle whatever her name is the girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein got caught goodness gracious and you know what I'm glad I really am the number I'm glad. of things they revealed about her in that documentary documentary the the way she assisted his crimes is just disgusting so it's really good that I don't know she's yeah she got caught <laughs> but as you said and it's, uh, by the way, we're talking about the documentary Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich on Netflix. It is a must watch, dude. Like, um, I think we should give like kind of like a warning. There is a lot of talk about like rape and some very serious stuff. So, you know, fair warning. But it just, I know that when it I was watching up the documentary. A lot of, like underground issues. Um, yes. And just things in this society that really need to change the way that people get away with things it's just messed up in this documentary really brings it out and um gets it out into the open yeah and it's i was actually kind of surprised when i saw it because they came after some really high profile people mm-hmm. like the prince the prince yeah prince philip or whatever um donald trump which i mean we <sighs> I mean, we all been new. It was, um, I think it was Prince Andrew, I think. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oops. I don't follow the royal family at all, so. (laughs) But, yeah, they really came after some high-profile people, and I was surprised because I just, I mean, I didn't know, like, 
like you just don't see that like i like even when he was like going on trial he was able to get out of it because of all the money and wealth he had and to see them like finally coming out with it now it's it's nice seeing it now like it's good that we at least get to know a little bit more about it but at the same time the fact that like more people didn't know about it back then just shows like the amount of power that he had yeah and also like i'm so glad she got caught because when i was watching the (laughs) video the next the documentary dude i was so mad that she didn't get caught that that they were like oh yeah she's like hiding and like blah blah and i'm like it's like an mm -mm. she did way too much on something related to what we're talking about today on the oh, main I course, you meant, like, not to this, <laughs> not, <laughs> not related to Giselle. Goodness gracious, get away from her. Uh, <laughs> but something related to what we will be talking about today, Umbrella Academy season two will be released around the time of this podcast episode airing, maybe after. <laughs> if if I can get my stuff together and edit this right, it should be out. This episode should be out by the time season two of Umbrella Academy is out. But yeah, spoiler alert! Today we're talking about Umbrella Academy season one. So yeah, this uh, I watched timed. the season two trailer. I can't tell you anything about it since you're watching it right now. Oh my now. god! Oh. But um, I don't know. It, I'm excited. I am. I will just say that. Too. That's all I will say. And then our last bit of news, I guess, for today is Boycott Goya. So tell me more. Tell for me those more. who don't know, Goya is um, a brand, a company who sells, it's like who sells food like condiments or um, just food in general. And it's mostly marketed towards Hispanic people because like they sell stuff that Hispanic people buy and that like we're just kind of used to like they sell um like flavoring for soups or whatever like all kinds of things but basically it came out that the ceo of goya was supporting trump like vocally mm-hmm. supporting him talking about how great of a leader he is and stuff and oh ew ye. it's it's really disgusting because you're literally like this man is hispanic right and he's talking about how he, like, Trump is, like, building something and his grandfather, he was all about building stuff or something like that. And it's, like, you do realize that your grandfather probably wouldn't stand for somebody who's literally, like, abusing families, like, kicking, like, just destroying families, being inhuman to people, putting them in, like... Does not take any accountability. Uh, like, in prison for no reason, really. Mm-mm. Like, uh, I'm sorry, it's just, it's a very personal thing, and it's really, like, it just really sucks because, again, this is something that a lot of Hispanic people who grew up in the United States, like, used to buy things from because we don't have access to, like, the stores like people do in Mexico with all this, like, mm-hmm. food from, like, Mexico or whatever. Like, we kind of have what we have, and we work with it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Obviously, now we have a lot more, but, like, before, there was less. And to see this person, like, who profits off, like, a lot of people who are immigrant money, like their money, and to mm-hmm. see him support somebody who's trying to r- just ruin other people's lives or is just such a negative person and does not at all stand for like human rights is it's just not okay. It's discouraging. It's very discouraging. Very upsetting. Yeah. Ready for the main course? Yes. All right, all right, all right. So today we're talking about Umbrella Academy. Yes. Did you know anything about Umbrella Academy uh, before you watched it? Is there anything that you expected that you'd heard about? I knew nothing about it. Awesome. Watching it, the two people who are chasing after number five, I had seen them in their masks before, <laughs> but I don't know where. There's that such a vibe. Oh my God. Mary J. Blige <laughs> and whoever that guy's actor is. What, that's one of the weirdest things about the show, but I, I think that's one of the, it's just one of those moments. Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yes. Cha-cha it would have been so Hazel. funny if the guy would have been named Cha-Cha. <gasps> I literally I, that's what tell I thought who was first. who in the beginning. I didn't know who was Cha-Cha and who You're was right. Hazel. Like, they wouldn't refer to each other. And I was like, 
Cha-Cha and Hazel, like, which one of y'all is Cha-Cha? I really didn't know until, like, I don't know. I just knew because of the the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. I was watching subtitles (laughs) this time. And I was like, I should have done this the first time because this cleared things up a bit. Yeah, I watched Umbrella Academy soon after it came out. I started... I, ooh, I started watching it while I was getting ready for a funeral, actually, which is wild since the show begins at a funeral. But yeah, I was looking for something to lift my spirits a bit. And this caught my eye, you know? I saw it was an adaptation of a comic book made by Gerard Way. And mm-hmm. Gerard Way, lead singer for My Chemical Romance, which was one of the most popular oh punk bands of the 2000s okay i was a back in the day he i would listen to mcr <laughs> so yeah gerard way yeah he's um yeah he's been working on comics for like many years like in between his music he'd work on comics like this which is awesome i knew he made the killjoys comic book series which is related to one of mcr's albums and he created the character Penny Parker. I did not know that. I looked. I found that out today. He made it with artist Jake Wyatt. And as a Spider-Man fan, that that sent me. I was like, what? But anyway. <laughs> Alana's like the biggest Spider-Man fan. She has like a water bottle. She has this blanket. I have a Spider-Man cardboard cutout. I was ready to take him to prom. But <laughs> oh then I realized God. transporting him, that would be a little too difficult. But yeah, I, I love Spider-Man. Uh, he's the best. Fight me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Ooh. I will fight you on it if you dare say that S- Spider-Man isn't a good superhero. Okay, I'm getting off topic. Okay, <laughs> Umbrella Academy is one of his more, I guess, popular comics. They're definitely something that gained a lot of traction and explores a very dysfunctional family of superheroes who are reunited after the death of their father. So let's just go ahead, dive right in. Oh yeah, I just want to say Umbrella Academy is a good kind of weird. That's just what I'm going to describe the show. It's just a good kind of weird. Um, We begin in Russia in 1989 at a community pool. And there are these two youngsters and they're being all flirty. And this boy, he tries to lean in for a kiss. And she, the girl, she shies away. She's like, oh, no, my innocence. Um, but, you know, <laughs> she decides to go in for a little peck on the cheek. Um, and she jumps in the water. Um, and this is where we get oh our God. first lesson. Don't kiss Dude, your crush I thought, or you'll I end up pregnant like- and giving birth on the side of a swimming pool. Dude, at first I thought she disappeared. I thought she was one of the superheroes. I was like, oh my god, she disappeared. Wow, she can like breathe she into fell water. into a portal. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I saw the blood and I was like, okay, so that's not it. And then I kept on like watching. I was like, was she was dying? Like, I know. I literally thought she died. And then when I saw she was pregnant, she had like the like the bulge. I was like, wait, wait. I went back. I was like, did I miss it? Because I remember yeah. her standing up and thinking like, oh, like they're just normal kids or whatever. And then she comes out with the bulge. Um, this is where you're thinking, what am I, what am I getting into? What is happening? Right. She's pregnant. Um, apparently, it's a phenomenon that happened across the world. 43 women all gave birth on the same day, even though none of them were pregnant to begin with. Um, that's girl. a nightmare. Oh my God. That literally- is a nightmare. I swear I've had dreams just like that. Dreams that have I, happened like that. I had a dream like that the other day, and I literally felt like my life had no. ended. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was horrible. It was. It's really weird having. Not those to say dreams. having kids is a bad thing, but it not, was a strange experience. It was like not for me. Like I had a dream like that, and I don't know. It was like. 30 minutes I was already given birth. I was like, this is crazy. Oh and my god, I had wait, a you dreamed the birth. And Yes, it was horrible. Oh, uh, uh, ooh, that, no, I don't. No, like what happened was like in the dream, I found out I was pregnant and then literally like, you know, dream time, five seconds later, I'm giving birth and then I have to raise it. And I was just oh like, God. but in, in my dream, I was 17. This was what was really weird. In my dream, I was younger than I am now. And I was just like raising, I was a teen mom with a baby. And I was like, how do I oh keep this God. baby alive? And she was running around like she was a toddler by this time. Because, you know, dream time. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was terrible. That's a nightmare. So I feel it bad really for all these. 
I mean, yeah, like, you know, babies are something to prepare for. And also, like, most people would have, you know, nine months <laughs> to prepare. To get- she had five seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of understand why seven of them did give their baby away. Wealthy scientist Hargreaves, he studies this phenomenon. He's like, he, he sees it coming. And he collects as many of these miracle babies as he can. And oh <laughs> he succeeds. He collects. He really does them. collect them. It's, yeah, it's that's, not. That's a, the word to use. Adopt? No, he collects them. These are his um, prized possessions. Yeah. The soundtrack is fun. I think. Um, mm, yeah, the yeah, way yeah. they integrate music into the show is it's so great. There are so many more good song moments to come, but I'm not ready. We're not ready for that. We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, this part uh, when he's carrying all the babies home, taking all the babies home in these little baby carriages, um, they play Picture Book by the Kinks. That's a song from the 60s, I think. Yes, 60s. Um, so that was a fun little intro to what we're getting into shot having all the nannies yeah just like pushing the cards that all look the same but have a number on them so we know these children are numbered so (laughs) this is when we go flash forward into the future yeah it's time to meet the fam we're introduced to number seven first technically um vanya she is playing violin. That's our first impression of her. Uh, Space boy. (laughs) That's who we meet next. Did you know what was going on there when you saw this giant man on the moon? I thought he was, like, deformed and, like, he he was, like, beat up or something. I thought he was swollen in ways that, like, we get, I, I get to see how, like, why he's like that. But you can definitely tell that's not like a normal human physique, his, his even body for people is, who are bodybuilders. It's like, uh, you know, you'll learn more about it later, but it's just... It's like you take a He-Man, like, action figure, take off the head, and put like a Ken doll head, or like a Barbie <laughs> head. Like, it's too, the head is too small. Yeah, so Space Boy, uh, or number one, also known as Luther, honestly, it's like, why is he so big? Why is he on the moon? Next is Diego, who's ha- living his vigilante dreams. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I can't wait to ask you about these characters. I didn't um, know if he was saving or, like, killing somebody. <laughs> like, I didn't know if he was there to help or to honestly, rob. Honestly, you know, uh, next we get Allison, who's, you know, on the red carpet. She's a star. She's number three. Then we get Klaus, played by Robert Sheehan. Um, you know when you know that you're going to like a character? I I knew I was going to like him when he high-fived the paranetic. Like, when, <laughs> when he, he, like, overdosed, and then immediately after getting out of rehab. like Yeah, oh. he, he knew it was going to happen. Like, he was ready for but it. But he high-fived the paramedic when he saved him. That just, I don't know, that... that I don't know, set it in stone for me. I was like, I think I'm going to like this character. He's like a lovable mess. Like, Yeah. <laughs> That's who we're introduced to. We're introduced to five people, but we're aware that there were seven people. Yeah, like when you're when they're introducing them, they say like the numbers, right? And then they skip through like five and six. And five and six, yeah. After this montage of introducing all the characters or these specific characters, we learn that their father, or Mr. Hargreaves, the douchey scientist, has died. And so they all are reunited by this fact that, you know, they've lost their father, so they're going back to the family home. And so this is where we get a little bit of info on what possibly happened to the family. And it's mostly told through these family portraits. I really liked this part because each portrait just told a different story. So in first, in the first one, everyone's pretty level with each other. They're all kind of, they have like a nice posture. And number one, also known as Luther, um, is always standing tall in every single one. He's got the biggest smile. He's got the biggest stance. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, you, I see you, you think you're special, but anyway, (laughs) 
But then we get the second photo where number five is missing. So we knew that there were seven of them, but then suddenly one of them's missing and we see a solo portrait of him. So we're left wondering, did he die? Did something happen to him? Mm -hmm. Where has he gone? And then we move to the next one, which is like after seeing a very solemn looking statue, uh, number six is missing from the next portrait. And at this point, um, everyone except Luther looks very upset in the picture. It's clear that something messed up is occurring in this house. So we're getting these little pieces. Um, But most importantly, in all of the photos, Vanya is missing. Vanya's not in any of the family portraits. So it's like, um, what is this about? I thought, you know, there were seven kids, but in each of them, it's just six of them and the father. And that's just, I don't know, something shady is happening there. Vanya, we're, we're following the perspective of Vanya right now. Um, and she enters the house for what seems like the first time in a long time. And I really, they really emphasize like how estranged she is from this family and how superior it seems everyone holds themselves to be above her Mm -hmm. like I noticed that the camera angles they were kind of directed in a way that emphasized Allison's height over hers which I found very interesting it was like a slight tilt upward where you could see that she was small compared to everyone else and yeah there's just a cold distance so I don't know this family dynamic they did a really good job casting because the girl who plays Vanya just has this like sad look on her oh, face. Oh yeah, like uh, I don't know. I I feel like I read somewhere that they they chose her thing. I don't remember where I read that, but so I can't really say much. But yeah, they um they really thought she'd do well for the role, and she really she's really she really did. She <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, Luther and Diego clearly have a contentious relationship because Luther Mm -hmm. is poking around to investigate if something happened to their father, but Diego has already done it all. He's like, I already got it. The coroner's report. Which is a little sus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The coroner's report. Like the way he was like, oh, like dad just, I guess he died by like natural causes. Here's the proof, just so you know. Yeah. Like I was like. Who does that? Like, when your father dies, is the first thing you do to go check that? Like, maybe since, like, they had, like, special circumstances. But, like, he was doing a little too much. Yeah, so, like, he knew that their father died of a heart attack. But Luther's like, I'm sensing something suspicious around here. I don't really believe that. So we learn a bit more that Vanya wrote a book about the dysfunction in that house. And it seems that no one in the family liked it. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe revealing family secrets was not fun for them. They didn't like having all that info out in the open. No one likes a snitch. No one likes a snitch. No one likes a snitch. Um, Then, okay, there are two characters that I want to briefly touch on that I think definitely the first watch were kind of like, huh? (laughs) There was um, Pogo, the monkey butler. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did that surprise you? Did that, like, Like, he's an ape. He is a literal monkey. (laughs) It it did because, like, I did, I I guess I kind of just thought of the dad as, like, a billionaire or whatever. I'd never realized that he, like, this is where you start to get introduced to, like, how smart he was. Yeah. And how, like, obsessed he was with, like, technological advances. Yeah. So we meet the monkey butler and then the robot mom. Um, I mean, we don't really learn she's a robot until a little bit later in the episode. But um, from the beginning, you can just tell that something's really weird. She's got this 50s aesthetic that's, like... And, and she in looks flashbacks, than her kids. you see her. Yeah, it's like, well, you look so young and you look like you're straight out of a 50s commercial and you have the same reactions to everything. And so, um, yeah, we find out she's a robot, which, yeah, <laughs> interesting. So this is a very interesting, interesting family. family. Oh, yeah, we get our first flashback with the father and how they wanted to 
wish him wish him good night or whatever <laughs> and then they just wanted some love and he literally was like nah <laughs> they were like good night father and he was still doing his work and i was like dang you had to do it like that so yeah klaus um in modern times he sums up how most of them feel he says he's dead yay because <laughs> clearly dang they do not think highly of their father but um luther seems to hold some respect for him anyway so family meeting everyone gathers into the center um and luther luther has some things to say like he's like let's get a funeral let's let's make it great for him everybody's not really in it he's like we can put him in his favorite place he's trying to convince him and everyone's like he had a favorite place yeah he said, yeah, by the oak tree. We used to sit out there all the time. None of you ever did that? I'm like, such a favorite child thing to say. <laughs> Boy needed to, I don't know. He, he's not winning points here. I don't like him. I'm just going to go out and say that. I don't like Luther. I think, yeah, I think this is one of the things that I like so much about the, sh- about the show was because it doesn't, sh- it shows you like after their prime point, I guess you could say. It's like, they're not those superheroes anymore you don't get to like feel for them as you would a superhero who you see like actively saving someone you get to see them as like people who are like now damaged and stuff like that and you get I think to see how Luther is still like what's desperately holding on to his yeah past. i think that out of all the characters like most of them have seemed to try to reject that part of their past while Luther and Diego have found different ways of reliving that past. Like Luther is so like for the rules. He liked how his father had it probably because he was number one. But um, Diego, it's the other way around where he he likes being a hero, but he likes it on his own terms. Um, He doesn't. So I think that's very interesting to see how their childhood kind of affects the way they act today even though, you know, it's kind of messed them up a bit. Yeah, they both have, like, a superhero complex. But, yeah. Luther is not winning points here because he basically accuses his siblings of possibly committing murder at a family, like, the first family reunion. It's like, bro, don't do that. (laughs) Like, I mean, I know your father's death is mysterious, but, like, these are your siblings. Come on. Yeah, being up in the moon definitely definitely affected his social skills a little to, bit. I don't know. He's been in quarantine too long. Okay. <laughs> ooh, um, dude, ooh. that kind of skit. No, I'm kidding. No, no we'll quarantine fine. has messed up my social skills. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I cannot hold a conversation, but I, I don't know. We'll test it soon. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have my chance. Oh, we get our first, like... We get to see everyone in action with, with this flashback coming up. So we, we get to see everyone's powers one by one, starting with Allison. She has the power to control others through a rumor. So she can say, I heard a rumor that, and basically Super make you do cool anything power, she wants. By the way. Yeah, like there's so many ways to use that. You can do everything. It, it comes with its perks and issues, like problems, like... You can see how that can be a great hero thing, but you can also see how that can come with issues in life. Like when you can get whatever you want, it's that combination of either you're going to get a big head or it's going to come crashing down on you. And it's, you know, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, then we've got Luther who has got ridiculous super strength. He just throws this guy, yeets him out the, the window or I don't even know, maybe it was out the side of the building. It's just freakishly strong. He's gone. Um, in the sky. In the sky. Like, all night. <gasps> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Making references. Diego shows his incredibly accurate knife-throwing skills. He says, real men throw knives. And when I tell you, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> real men throw knives. I was like, okay, Dude, what okay, is that Diego. power even called? Because he can, like... Because it only works on knives, at least from what we've seen. It's not like it's just like a metal he can control. It's like it works with knives that he can just like I don't know if whoever he wants. He to. just has like excellent targeting. Like okay, 
since I already made a My Hero Academia reference, I'm just going to mention another. There's like this character that has this ability to um, shoot a target, like any target from anywhere, from any angle. But I think of it kind of like that where, I don't know, maybe it's knife-centric, maybe it's not, I don't really know, but um, he definitely has the control to throw something and make it hit its target no matter what. So this is our first glance at number five in 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 real form and he's materializing everywhere just popping around um like it's nobody bus- nobody's business so he has the power to jump through space and a little bit more than that too um and then and then we also see- really cool power yes <laughs> i would take fives but i don't know Ooh, i'll ask that at the end which power would you take but um or I can ask that now. No, no, I'll ask that at the end. <laughs> Poor baby Ben. Ben oh made me God, so sad. So he's got, I think he's got, I don't know. We don't get to see much. They send him into the room. He's like, do I have to? And they're like, yeah. And they send him into the room and we just see, I don't know, some kind of monster and then blood. Blood I think he everywhere. has like shape-shifting skills or something like like powers. Cause like it's like how can that's like that's another point where I realized how crazy the dad was. Cause how can you encourage your son to literally be traumatized like commit that? murder? Because he didn't want to, and he was just covered in blood and like shaking and obviously like not handling it well. It was a funny little scene, but it, it's just so it just shows you the the trauma that these kids had to endure. It's it's really um, yeah, poor baby Ben. And then we've got Vanya watching from a distance. In short, uh, the reason the father gives is because she's not special. And I'm like, this father sucks. Like, you straight up call her not special. That's just so rude. You couldn't just say, oh. I mean, you could say anything but that. You could literally say anything but because, Vanya, you're not special. Like, dang. No wonder these kids are so messed up. I know. So we didn't get to see clouds in action in the scene, but we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we do get to see. We do get enough information to learn that he has some way of communicating with the dead. Because throughout it, they're like, "Why don't you talk to dad?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'll try." And so we're slowly getting the hints that oh, this guy must have some kind of connection with worst power. By the way, like I do not want sad. that. You can keep that to yourself. Goodness, I. You know, you start to understand a bit why he is the way he is. Um, yeah, it's so after you know going look taking a look at their trauma, having a tough family conversation where Luther accuses them of murder. They all go into individual rooms to just sit, um, and then Luther puts on a on a song and there's a random dance break in the middle of this episode it was really like oh are they are they dancing oh they're dancing so okay but it was such a vibe i don't know i kind of wanted to dance too i was like yeah i think we're alone now anyway (laughs) it was fun it was funny seeing them like with their dance moves i was like Okay. Some of them had it, and then um, <coughs> Luther really. <laughs> some of them were. You really don't like Luther. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. It's kind of maybe I don't know. Maybe watching this again, I'll feel for him a bit more. But no, no, I don't like him. I mean, I like him. Later on, I start to definitely feel for him because of. Mm. But then also, okay, this is not a spoiler, but I just kind of don't like how he can't accept some people's faults. Like his dad does something very horrible to him and he still like supports his dad and like listens to whatever he says. And it's like, like at one point do you start to hold people accountable for what they do and like live your own life? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some kind of portal opens up outside uh, in the middle of their dance break. And, Klaus, uh, you know, thinking fast, shows up with a fire hydrant because, you know, that's what you do when a portal pops in your backyard. 
Um, and he throws it straight into the portal. So, dude, like, he doesn't even like fire it at the portal. You know, he just throws the whole like thing. Like he starts, and then he's like, "Nah," and just chucks it in there. It's like, what was that even for? What do you think that was going to do? Um, but you know, perfect, perfect timing for the family reunion number five. Literally, who doesn't have a name other than number five because their father didn't give them real names, apparently. We learned that detail. That's messed up. We learned that five jumped through time when he was younger, and he lived in the future for about 45 years or so. So he is a a 58-year-old man stuck in a 13-year-old's body. So The kid is a great actor because he really sold it. Yeah, he really sold the old man thing. I was like, you, good job. (laughs) <laughs> You're really doing it. You're really doing it. Uh, so, yeah, we know about everyone now. We know that Ben died tragically. Five pooped into the We still the don't future. know how. Yes, we still don't know how. Um, and everyone else went through the usual childhood trauma. So, uh, we get to this kind of very anticlimactic funeral where um, they go out into the backyard and... Luther just kind of pours the ashes and they just plop onto the ground. They're all just right. staring at it. It's raining. And then it starts raining and it's like, ooh, those ashes are going to become like goop. Yeah, so it starts off very uneventful. And then Diego says what he needs to say. Um, he's just basically like, our father was a terrible father and he sucked. <laughs> And Luther, the golden child, did not like hearing that. He was very upset. <laughs> he was like, how dare you disrespect our father at this funeral? Oh, my God. Um, and they get into a little kerfuffle. And I love how this fight goes. Like, everyone backs away, and the mom is just smiling the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> and Klaus tries to protect Five, and Five just, like, slaps his hand away. He's like, what are you? Don't touch me. Cranky old man. Cranky old man, Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Pogo walks away and Klaus just cheers them on with that little kid umbrella he has. <laughs> and five Dude, very fittingly like, says. This is also where you see, like, Luther just, like, like what does he do? Like, all he has is strength. Like, Diego, in my mm. opinion, was beating his ass with, like, actual skill. Diego could take him, bro. Diego could take him. Luther sucks. Okay. So, (laughs) um, five very fittingly says, I don't have time for this. So yeah. Um, the, the fight ends in, um, Luther getting cut and Ben's statue falling. And it's just, dang, this day just got worse and worse and worse. So, you know, Vanya takes some of her medication and heads out after a very exhausting day. And everyone starts to leave. Um, this is where and we right see... right from the beginning... Oh, sorry. Oh. Right from the beginning, you can tell that there's something about the medication. Yeah. Like, why are you They emphasize it? it so much. They, like, zoom in. They're like... Hmm, hmm, hmm. This is where we see that Diego can say some pretty mean things. Earlier, we learned that Allison is in a custody battle over her daughter, Claire, and Oof. Diego basically just says, good luck on your next film. Hope it turns out better than your marriage. And it's just like, dang, Diego. Like, what? who hurt you? Well, yeah, we know her, like, but... wow, this is, your, this is your sister. Like, I know things are bad between all of y'all, but you don't, have to, you don't have to say it like that. Okay, also talking about sisters, do you... Okay, from what I watched, I got a weird vibe between Luther... <laughs> Luther and Allison. Allison. Because, like, listen, okay. it's giving me, like, I get it. They're adopted. They're not like this is a thing that happens sister. a lot in shows where there's like but, an adopted brother, adoptive sister thing, and like depending on how it's done, sometimes it's fine because like I think of something like The Flash, where it's um, Barry Allen and Iris West. They were wait raised together, but you know he. 
lost his mother. His father was in prison. So basically I see that like he always liked her before then and she was a family friend. Yeah. And so it's not weird like that. But I think when you're in a familial situation, when you grow up together and you literally call each other brother and sister, that's where I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like she, she told her daughter about Uncle Luther and I'm like, oh, don't. I know I don't, her personal ooh. superhero. Yeah, I I definitely think it's a I bit mean, of a weird. Yeah. I think it's weird, but you know, but you know, sometimes it they're adopted. You know, they're not actually related. But yeah, and honestly, in the way that they grew up, <laughs> they weren't a real family. Mm-mm. No, so that's my two cents on that. Five goes out for coffee. And this is uh, interesting. <laughs> so five goes into a donut shop and this kid is weirding everyone out because he's not a kid. <laughs> like he shows up to the uh, to the donut, donut shop, shop, goes up to the bar and sits. Ne- this man sits next to him. And the waitress assumes that this is like a father and son because it's like there's this kid unsupervised. Yeah. What else would you assume that late at night? And so he orders a coffee, which surprises the waitress. And then he starts talking about how this place was different when I was young. And the man next to him is like, dude, like what? (laughs) When you were young. But yeah, this is where we start to see. This is where you start to see how cocky number five yeah that too (laughs) five is really cocky um he couldn't have acted like a kid and been like can i have a donut no he had to be like get me a coffee black Black. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it seems that this is where we start to see that five is involved in more that he has shared with his family like he only said that he went to the future but it seems also that he is a wanted man there's a bunch of assassins like come in after the other man leaves trying to get him and he's like no problem he just like becomes some kind of john wick and freaking destroys them right i don't know With how many butter people knife. he took down but he sure left that coffee shop looking like a mess because that ooh, i'd be scared of him that's that's and all then i have to say you see how like how far he's willing to think take things when he just like digs into his arm to take out the tracker yeah and like and at first i thought it was with the butter knife and i was like oh my god of all like, of them. <laughs> i was like out of all the knives you could have chosen but then i realized that he blunt. probably took it from some other like assassin that went to kill him yeah yeah he takes out a tracker and he leaves and that poor waitress <laughs> jeez we see Diego with their father's monocle. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, but and yeah, what's important about it is that they talk and they basically they talk about it earlier. And they're like, the reason that Luther thought that his father wasn't didn't just naturally die but was killed was because he always wore his monocle. And the monocle and was didn't. They Who had the it. monocle? Diego. Suspect. And I'm like. I knew it. Like, you were sus from the beginning. And now I said you're out here killing your... You were shady. You were shady. Your father, but but yeah. Oh, we get a little bit of a reveal of that that Klaus can see Ben. That was a cute little reveal. Um, A sad reveal, but I don't know. I liked that because it's just like, it shows you what Klaus is seeing and dealing with. And also, I don't know, it's good to know that I don't know if it's good to know that Ben's there or sad to know that Ben's there. <laughs> At first I when know. I saw Ben, he wasn't like talking or moving. So I literally thought that Klaus just like carried around his brother's like spirit, <laughs> like not even talking or anything. He was just like in this like limbo place. That and would just be carried rough. Around. I was like, whew. I was like, there is definitely some problems here, but we're just going to keep going. Yeah. So this is where we get five showing up to Vanya's in part apartment to entrust her with the information that the world is going to end in four days so yeah that's where the eight days yes dang i thought it was four (laughs) 
I have to go back and look. <laughs> Oops. So anyway, well, they have more time. Yay. Okay. But yeah, the next episode, we, we get to see Five's little adventure in the future. And we learned that Five was a cocky little bitch as a kid, too. Uh, he was ready to go. He wanted to travel through time. And his dad was like, you're not ready. But he was like, nah, I'm going to do it. And he runs into the end of the world. And he can't go back. So that's how he got stuck there. He, and honestly, like I, I, I'm not going to say he deserved it, but he it needed to be taught some humility. And honestly, I mean, literally, those 45 years did not did nothing because he comes back and he's still he's the coffee. same. He's just saltier. He's just a bit grumpier. And he calls everybody young. Like, you're too young to understand. I'm like, dude, shut or up. No, you're too dumb to understand. Oh, that's even. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Five is on a mission this episode something to do with a fake eyeball we don't know much about but we meet two new characters hazel and cha-cha and um yeah uh we don't know much about them except for you know they walk in with guns masks blades and a mysterious package that hazel hides in the vent and they're having financial problems yes getting everything cut (laughs) <laughs> they are tired of corporate giving them orders and taking their stuff. They're like, dang, this job isn't worth it. I'm like, y'all are assassins and y'all got some kind of weird, but anyway. Y'all don't even have medical insurance. They nah. don't have dental. It's just, they're thinking of changing professions at this point. They're the ones who are getting fucked. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess being assassins is, was an awarding job in the first place, but anyway. <laughs> Apparently, they're hunting five. But they don't know that he's a kid. Yeah, they don't know that he's a kid. They're looking for the 58-year-old. Oh, uh, which leads to some messed up, messed up stuff. You guys have to watch the show. Like, it literally has a little bit of everything. It has a humor. It has some torture. Some, oh my God. That was so messed moments, up. Flashbacks, backstory. Yeah. So the police show up to the coffee shop asking questions. That's where we meet Detective Patch, who interviews the waitress. That's where she also learns that Diego showed up before the police. So Detective Patch, she is not happy about it. Um, we, we see that Diego has some kind of relationship with the police. The police seem to like him. Apparently, He was like thrown out of the police academy. Um, but he definitely made some friends before that um, because he and Detective Patch thrown out of her heart. Clearly have a past. <laughs> wow, Stephanie, poetic. <laughs> so, it's yeah. This is another look at Diego running around like a vigilante, like he's trying to relive his hero days that he seemed to hate so much. It's like hmm, interesting. Oh, and she also cut. She also like gives him a reality check when she's like, "It was dumb. Like what you were doing did nothing." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> true, true, true." We get to see Klaus and Ben interact some more, and I just I don't know. I had some questions this time around. Um, this is really random, but Ben was reading, and I was like, "Wait, can ghosts read? Like, <laughs> did he? Or maybe he died with a book." on him and this is the only book that he can read and he's like forced to read it but i don't know Oh yeah yeah yeah. i never thought about that yeah because he can't just grab a book because i was like why does he have a book maybe they have ghost libraries yeah i was or maybe it's just like maybe if you're attached to something in life you can keep it in in death because he did seem to be reading in the in the past where we saw him like Mm. at the dinner table so i don't know maybe he just liked to read and he liked it enough that as a ghost he could just read stuff but only stuff he's read before you're right he probably did die with the book (sighs) poor kid poor kid poor kid poor kid like it's so sad to see him come out just covered in blood i will never let that go so five is cracking me up he shows up to the office to find out who owns this fake eye because it must be related to the end of the world. And he disrespects the secretary, threatens the doctor, and almost gets security called on him. Like, realizing that no one will listen to this kid, um, like, no one's going to listen to him. So he, he enlists Klaus's help. Which out of all of them, like, Klaus. It comes in handy hey, later on. He, he does a good job. But yeah, before we get to that part... 
We see that Cha-Cha and Hazel tortured the man from the donut shop. The one that who was, was so who messed up. The waitress thought it was Five's father. They literally torture him so they bad. They thought he was Five and they would not leave him alone. He's like, I don't know anything. He, this man did not They went for that. his nips. He like, was an was everyday average Joe. And they were still complaining about, I don't know. He was mad that his sandwich didn't have mayo. I'm like, dude. <laughs> complaining about how corporate was treating them. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, this man didn't have nothing to do with this. But yeah, at this point, they figure out, oh, five must be the kid, not this old man. And, you know, they kill him anyway, because that's nice. Allison says some mean things to Vanya. Vanya was just trying to relate to her, and Allison basically tells her that she doesn't know what love is, and she needs to get a life. But it's like, why would you say that to your sister? Like, it's clear as day she's been an outsider in this group. She's been forced out of this group. It's just wrong. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I can see it. Like, like what right did Vanya have to expose everyone like that? And I don't know, maybe later on they talk about why she did it. And maybe oh, yeah. it was her loneliness. That's true. But, like, what part about, like, how would you think that exposing your parents, your not your parents, your family, would help you become closer to them or maybe she was doing it out of revenge i don't know but i Mm. like i could i could see why they were mad at her yeah yeah because i mean imagine going through all that trauma and having to have everyone see it and everyone judge you for it but you know in in vanya's in vanya's defense she was never part of anything and they kind of like blamed her for it and it's like no she was just as much a victim of this household as y'all were and y'all can't I don't know they just you know they were disrespectful to her but yeah both characters have their reasons and they're both understandable um Klaus and Five team up and it's great I (laughs) that was fun (laughs) the doctor wouldn't give up information about the eyes so Klaus like basically plunges a snow globe into his face and says that if the doctor doesn't cooperate, he will charge him for assault. (laughs) So Klaus can be resourceful when he tries, uh, but he was only in it for the money. (laughs) For $20. He wanted, he wanted a, I don't know, McDonald's, Big Mac, one side Mm, of fries and some drugs. (laughs) With a side of drugs. He wanted drugs. (laughs) This is where we meet Leonard. Vanya gets a new student Leonard and he didn't really say or do much but he can relate to Vanya over being plain so what do you think of our guy from the beginning from the beginning I thought this guy was sus (laughs) and I still don't know what he's like up to but I think he's sus I'm calling it right now yeah yeah he's he did say some things where it's just like like, he's too relatable. Yeah. Like, he talks about how his dad wanted him to do something, but he couldn't, and blah, blah. I'm like, dang, issues, it sounds like blah, you blah. read her book. <laughs> exactly. Luther sucks still. I'm just going to add that in there. No, <laughs> nothing else to add to that. Just Luther sucks. Okay. And then we get a bit of Pogo being more like a father than their actual father. <laughs> Pogo shows Allison to some surveillance footage, which, okay, first off, uh, an issue surveilling your kids. Right. Um, but then again, expected from a toxic household. Yeah, Pogo does that to cheer her up to see like things from their childhood. And this actually gets Allison to agree with Luther because there's some footage on there that she sees that she's like, dang, Luther might be right that something happened to our father. Dun, dun, dun. This is, we're nearing the end. We're nearing the end. We meet Dolores. See, this entire time, Five has been mentioning multiple times that in the future, he was never alone. And we're like, what is he talking about? I thought he said he was the last man on Earth. And then in this episode, we learned that he was with Dolores for 30 years. And we finally meet her, a freaking mannequin. (laughs) Dude, this is is when you really start to see his like um the curtain fall of like whatever of his like charade because like 
it's a mannequin and he's talking to her like she's a person. They kept saying and that the way he described it, he was like, he was like, I was with someone for 30 years. And like, he, he kind of like shit brags about this. Like if he knows so much about life, so much about woman, you know, <laughs> and it's like, she's a mannequin. She's a mannequin. <laughs> he kept like, he kept, um, I don't know. They kept mentioning how like time travel would mess with your mind. And I think this is, that's what happened here. Like either he was alone for too long or what, but his attachment to this mannequin is a little, um, a little iffy, a little question. How is he more like committed to her than some people are to their real wives? <laughs> True. Oh my God. His devotion to Dolores. He was, he was like, I'll come back for you. Literally, <laughs> A mannequin that he meets in the future. So it's like, I mean, I know this doesn't really apply to a mannequin, but would she technically remember you if you were... <laughs> like from the future you, you've no. gone too deep into it anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah hazel and cha-cha popping on his beautiful like moment reunion, reunion. so that was <laughs> so rude and he does everything to protect this mannequin a mannequin <laughs> <laughs> who gets shot up and is half a mannequin without the wig yeah so tragic poor uh poor dolores she went she went through a lot. She did not ask for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, poor poor Dolores, man. That's what we should really be saying. But yeah, at the very end, we learned the reason why Five is so cynical. When he went home in the future, he just found all his siblings dead. Which, did he know they were, gonna, they were his siblings? Like, wouldn't he just have realized when... Oh, they wait, no, all but had he, tattoos. They, it was in the house. They all yeah. had the umbrella tattoos. Um, everybody. Which also, they got them as kids. Who does that to their kids? Yeah. Like, ugh. it's so messed up. But yeah, he, he recognized them from the t- those tattoos. Even though he was from the past, he was like, that's my brother and my sister and my brother. That was messed up. Because this whole time, he's so rude to everyone. Like, you can't help. But like, after a while, you begin to realize that the reason why he's saying you can't help is actually because he knows that they aren't going to make it. And so it's more sad than it is arrogant in this case. But, I mean, he's working to get that to not happen. So either he succeeds or they can really make two whole seasons out of eight days. <laughs> they really pulled that off. They just stretched it. <laughs> How do you feel about the show so far? I like it. Um, I was like watching with my sister and my cousin and we were just like, like the Dolores part, bro, had us dying. Yes. Okay? Oh my God. That dying. I will never let that go. That was a good I was reveal. out here thinking, wow, he's such a committed man. Like he's not such a bad guy. Like 30 years, like. And, and she must've wow. been amazing the way he talks about right. her. I was like, he was so lucky. He found the love of his life. Even after an apocalypse, like who does that? <laughs> And then he just walks in there. He's like, Dolores. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> and the way he protected her. Dang. Yeah, this show is is weird, but a good kind of weird. That's our motto for today. Yeah, definitely something that, you know, it's a fun watch. It really is. I recommend it. So time for a bit of a few predictions. I want to know what you're thinking. Um, why I'm do you think Walter Diego has the monocle? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Share, share your thoughts. Oh, yo predigo. No, <laughs> okay. Honestly, I don't know. Because, okay, spoiler. Later on, he says that he got it from his mom. But why would she just like she? Why would she just give it up or like? He's still suspicious. Like, you're still suspicious of him. At what point does he go back to see his mom? Like, does he regularly do this? Because they talk about how they don't go back. Like this mm. is their first time going back or whatever. So why did he just out of the nowhere come back right when his dad died and take it? So you're thinking Diego's sus still? Yes. Diego's Either on that sus list. Either he's 
like suspicious or he's just like a he still has like a lot of love for him and he just doesn't want to admit him because he like would go back all the time to check on them you know so mm-hmm. yeah that's what i think about that all right so what do you think of hazel cha-cha in five like what's going on there okay so i can definitely tell that it's like a secret organization of some kind they time travel because they talk about how like um they explain that because he didn't have like the suitcase that they have time travel affected him differently which is why he's like 13 instead of mm-hmm. 56 58 um so i'm like okay y'all can time travel what like time period are you from and why are, don't you just get a better job like it would be so <laughs> yeah, easy yeah, to go back so like much. make a few predictions bet on a, a couple Bro. of games and like just become rich and retire that's so true that's so come true. on back to the future so are there any theories that you have right now that you want to throw out there? Any predictions you have um, about any of the characters? Okay, I think there's a reason why number seven, Vanya, is taking those pills. And I want to see what her powers are. And if I'm, I'm predicting that there's some kind of like inhibitor you know, like they're mm-hmm. not letting something come through. So she, that must mean she was, she's really powerful and I want to see that. And I want to see her pop off. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Other than that. Oh, okay. So I guess like a, a couple questions I have is I want to know why Luther was, what was Luther doing up in the moon? Mm. Like for what? I know. Right. Like, it's like, what you could you do on the moon? Like, I don't know, mine moon rocks? That you know. For what? Like, are you selling them <laughs> on Earth or whatever? I don't know. Um, I also want to know more about, like, Allison and her family. I want to know, I want to know if their kids can inherit their powers. Yo, that just, would be if interesting. You're not, if you're not, like, born suddenly out of nowhere, you don't get it. If you don't... T- if you don't... If you don't do a Virgin Mary, you don't get yeah. the power. <laughs> Just reading the first two episodes, I'm going to give it four eclairs out of five. Because, well, four and five are my favorites from the, at this point. <laughs> I like four and five. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it definitely, it definitely had its flaws, but it's totally just a creative show that I think it's worth a watch. I give it a 3.5 because Mm -hmm. I want to see some more action. Yeah. I want to see some more answers. I think that the the first two episodes, the pacing, you know, you want to get to the action. You want to get to that stuff. So, um, yeah. All right. So that's it for, I almost called this My Hero Academia. Sorry, that's (laughs) on my mind. That's it for Umbrella Academy. (laughs) 24-7. It's on my mind 24-7. I'm not going to lie. It's all I've watched for the, I don't know, for a while. But yeah, that's it for Umbrella Academy. Thank you for listening to our podcast once again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate the support. Is there anything you want to you wanna say about the, the next episode we're going to do? Anything you want to hint at? <laughs> I still haven't chosen. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll be